Can you believe what you have been seeing on CNN today, ladies and gentlemen? Can you believe it? <laughs> Supposedly, a CNN reporter found Osama bin Laden, took a television camera crew with him, went into Osama bin Laden's hideout, interviewed him and his top leadership, his top lieutenants and colonels and generals in their hideout. This is a CNN reporter with a camera crew. And he came out and told everybody, within three weeks, Osama bin Laden is going to attack the United States and Israel. Now, don't you think that's kind of strange, folks? You see, because the largest intelligence apparatus in the world, with the biggest budget in the history of the world, has been looking for Osama bin Laden for years and years and years, and can't find him. The FBI also, under the leadership of Louis Free, has been looking for Osama bin Laden for years and years and years and years and years and many years, and can't find him. Some doofus, jerk-off reporter with a camera crew bosses right into his hideout and interviews him. And you know what his budget is? <laughs> Zip, zilch, nothing. Now, that tells us two things. Either everyone in the intelligence community and all of the intelligence agencies of the United States government are blithering idiots and incompetent fools, including the entire apparatus of the FBI and all of their personnel, or they're lying to us. They're not looking for him at all. And the second is the truth. You see, the CIA created Osama bin Laden. They recruited him. They trained him. They found his leadership. They brought them all together. They showed him them how to fight the Soviet Union in Afghanistan. And when that was over, they still continued to fund him and train him. And they're now using him to help bring about world government by making him the big boogeyman because they can't use Saddam Hussein anymore. Because they needed a new boogeyman. A reporter from CNN and his little camera crew got in to Osama bin Laden's secret hideout. And conducted an interview. If you don't believe me, tune in to CNN. They're probably running it right now as I'm speaking. And if you believe it, you are one of the stupidest jerks that ever lived on the face of this earth. And whatever is going to happen that they're going to blame on Osama bin Laden, don't you even believe it. Run on for a long time Run on for a long time
down Sooner or later gotta cut you down Go tell that long-tongued liar Go and tell that midnight rider Tell the rambler, the gambler, the backbiter Tell him that God's gonna cut him down Tell him that God's gonna cut him down Well, my goodness gracious, let me tell you the news My head's been wet with the midnight dew I've been down on bended knee Talking to the man from Galilee He spoke to me with a voice so sweet I thought I heard the shuffle of angels sweet He called my name and my heart stood still When he said, John, go do my will Go tell that long-tongued liar Go and tell that midnight rider Tell the rambler, the gambler, the backbiter Tell him that God's gonna cut him down Tell him that God's gonna cut him down It's been 19 years, 19 years just about in, in, a, in a few days since the 9-11 attacks and I won't be on air on September 11th because it falls on a Friday so we're going to do it today and uh, you know I'm going to be down at the Trade Center site doing my yearly activism down there trying to possibly change at least one mind or at least get somebody curious enough to look into it uh, and see what is going on investigate 9-11 everybody it is the pivotal event of our lifetime our generations if you were alive during that time and we can draw a lot of parallels between what is going on now to what went on in september 11th during september 11th and after there were a lot of uh, things that were implemented that were never ever 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 rolled back and there was never any attention to roll them back and now they're just a part of life so uh, how many of the young people today that are, that are living in this society and, and that are experiencing things due to COVID, right? That they never had to experience before, but they're going to get used to it and they're going to get used to continuing to do it because that's what the pattern of history has shown us. They don't roll things back. They just don't. My name is Billy Ray Valentine. This is the Infinite Fringe, but God's going to cut them all down. Don't worry about it. It is going to happen. It is only a matter of time. It is not an if, it is a when. Now, patience is an absolute virtue, everybody. So we need to be patient. But will it happen? Absolutely. And it will happen by our hands because we will continue to work to make it happen. At some point, 50, 60 years from now, they'll still be talking about what happened on September 11th. And just like the JFK assassination, people will be going back and forth trying to figure out what's going on and, and, and there'll be books and documentaries and all this stuff. But even right now, if you go ask most of the people walking the street, if they believe the official story of September 11th, they will at least tell you that something is wrong. I want to give a big shout out to Heal Thyself. I just saw you in the chat. Warms my heart to see you here. Greetings and welcome back. Now, I have my dude to roll with me today on my very special 9-11 show that it is my, my, my I don't know, every time 9-11 comes around, these, this is the show. This is the reason I do this. It's because of what happened on September 11th. If September 11th didn't happen, I wouldn't be doing this. And I'd be very happy not doing this. Um, but uh, it's a very special show to me. 
And uh, I wanted to share that with Mr. Tony Atterburn, who is a uh, host right here on Truth Frequency Radio. Wise Wolf, he does a bunch of things. I'm going to let you tell him about it. But uh, uh, Tony, say what's up to TFR. It's an honor to be here, Billy Ray, once again on my favorite podcast, my favorite show, <laughs> The Infinite Fringe. And uh, we have lots to talk about when it when it comes to 9-11. Right. You know, Don Jeffries talked about uh, the JFK assassination being the mother of all conspiracies. Right. I believe that was eclipsed by 9-11 and uh, w- the world that it's created. And if, uh, there's really, you know, for those of us who are in this age bracket now, our lives are completely altered due to this event. Exactly. And continue to be altered. We live on this. Well, it's kind of a paradox, like you said. Uh, you wouldn't be on TFR. You wouldn't be in alternative media without 9-11. It's the same with me, uh, with my life and what I experienced as a combat veteran and how everything was completely changed. Uh, like the poet Yates said, you know, change, change utterly. A terrible beauty is born. And that's exactly what September 11th, 2001 was. Yeah, man. Um, Alan Holman in the chat, 9-11 was orchestrated or allowed to happen by a criminal element in the United States government. I feel that some of that is right. And you know what, Tone? I learned the hard way, and I'm still learning the hard way, you know, in this alternative media and and just in activism altogether. And I've said it many times, I thought I was going to change the world. And I would tell people, I'm like, listen, man, the U.S. government did this. They had to have done it. They knew about it. They, you know, and I would go down that road and people wouldn't listen. And then I'm like, you know what? Do I really know that that's the case? I feel like that's the case. But do I know that that's the case? I don't know. The only thing that I do know, 100%, is that the government is lying to us about 9-11. We are being yes. lied to about 9-11. The narrative that was fed to us was a lie, is a lie. And that can be proven. We can combat that every day with evidence. And that's what I stick to now. And it's been incredibly effective. And it's the truth. And that's why it's been effective, I feel. Tone, man, listen. What do you feel about it? I, 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 I know you don't know what happened. No one knows what happened. Right? But you, you were, in the, were you in the military when this happened? Or no? Yes. I had just gotten back from a my first tour in in Kosovo. I volunteered for. I was a paratrooper in the U.S. Army. I was a military policeman. And a strange turn of events. I got back from Kosovo. I was uh, the colonel's driver. I I got promoted. I was living the life, you know, at Fort Bragg, North Carolina, and that's where I met my wife, uh, Melissa. She was my combat medic. And uh, just living the life, I had been asked to go compete in powerlifting again. And you could, you know, just be your own, <laughs> have your own schedule, set your own hours. And uh, this is, was an amazing time. And I had won the national championship. I was representing the United States in Sofia, Bulgaria. I just landed on September 10th in Sofia, Bulgaria to represent the United States on the American team in the world powerlifting championships. And I was the only member of the military. And I'll never forget, my dad had flown over there with me. We're staying in the Hotel Hamas. (laughs) And uh, this really crappy little hotel. And I had bought a copy of Fight Club, 
the movie Fight Club, and uh, we were watching that on my laptop. And, you know, at the very end of Fight Club, they're having this, what they call the reset. You know, they're going to go back to zero. Right. And uh, they, they do the controlled demolition of the building. Mm. And as soon as that scene ends and I close the laptop, I go to turn on the television, and the first plane had struck the tower. We were watching CNN International. And I went uh, outside to get some bottled water, and I came back up, and the second plane had hit. And my dad just looked at me and said, we're at war. Mm. And it was this uh, strange, you know, the feeling of just uh, cold as ice just running through my veins because I knew this was going to change everything for me. And um, I was on a frontline unit, but I remember watching the towers collapse and I didn't have the I didn't have the knowledge. Obviously, I was 21 years old. I didn't have the insight that I do now. I, 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 I looking back, it's just that the innocence of seeing history without conspiracy woven through it. It's just an interesting time to be alive, you know, because I, I didn't know. Um, but I think that's part of the journey that we're on. And those of us who are lucky to survive the wars that they thrust us into and survive the things like 9-11 and the terrorist attacks. And if we have this knowledge and it's up to us to to continue to disseminate, dissect it and to get it out there and get people to think a second time, because it, it's it's it doesn't need to be forgotten when you see those those memes like have you forgotten? No, I haven't forgotten, but for different reasons than mm-hmm. you want than than the level one thinking is you know that we were attacked, and it was just this uh, surprise. But I'll never forget that time, and you know I was, I think I've told you off air, and maybe we've talked about it, but I was part of the first army company on the ground in uh, Afghanistan in Kandahar, Afghanistan following 9-11, and that wouldn't have happened had I not been in Sofia, Bulgaria, because my unit that was I was assigned to at Fort Bragg, they immediately went to the Pentagon. So I was uh, put down into what's called a line unit, and they, as soon as I got back to the United States, as, you know, I knew I was we were going to war, yeah. and they said, you know, get your things, we're getting prepped here. Uh, it's, we're going to go, we're headed to undisclosed location, which I knew where we were going and, uh, went into Spain and, uh, waited there, but then right into Kandahar, Afghanistan. And, um, no, it's really for me, that's like the, this inflection point in my life where you're just never going to be the same, you know, things aren't the same. Never. I, I remember having, I had orders to go be a corporal recruiter because, you know, I was powerlifting for the army. I was a paratrooper. I'd volunteered for my first deployment over. I already had so much going for me as a young uh, soldier, but all that got washed away. I mean, it was just combat then, you know, now it's just, um, you know, there, there was nothing was going to be the same in my athletic career, anything like that. It was, I lost like 40 pounds in Afghanistan and there was no, I mean, you're, you're talking about an old Soviet, air base and dump site that we bulldozed over and put up a put up a makeshift camp i'm sure it's nice now i think they have burger king (laughs) but uh back then it was you know you're sharing the food with the prisoners that you're taking off the battlefield and no it's there's so much to unpack though billy i mean you asked me the question i just kind of want to give you some context of my personal no absolutely man it it makes i I mean I, i want people to know that 
because you were intimately involved. I mean, uh, all of us on, on earth were intimately involved with what happened that day. Even if you don't feel the, the attachment, all of us were, but in different areas of life. You know, like, like Charlie Robinson said the last time we did this show, I think it was last week, in different areas of the theater. But we were all watching. We were all made to watch. We were all made to pay attention, you know, that day. Um, and I'll never forget it, Tone. I'll, I'll never forget it, man. And it, it, I don't need a meme to tell me don't forget. A lot of people, I mean, time heals everything, right? Time is the great uh, healer, the great washer of everything, right? After enough time passes by, everybody will forget unless you keep it alive. You know, but right. um, I mean, it's, it hasn't been that long, but 19 years flies so fast. You know, I remember it like it was yesterday, Tone, just being there and seeing the towers collapse in front of my face. You know, and I was like, what the hell is going on? And, and my biggest deal and, and why I take it so seriously, and then I'm going to throw it back at you because I want to know a couple of things. Is that I went out there and I remember like a freaking parrot. <laughs> I remember, man. I remember it yet. Like it's 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 etched in my mind. Uh, who is it? Um, I forgot who says it. Paparote, paparote. It's your boy. Um, I'm drawing a blank on his name. You interviewed him over at Infowars, and he lives here in the. Oh, you talking about Salente? Salente. Yeah, Gerald Salente. Salente. The great, yeah. Paparote, paparote. Beats. You know that like you're you're always repeating. That's all you do. I mean, that was <laughs> me. You know, and I I walked out. I was in in the middle of Manhattan. Towers were on fire, and I'm sitting there with two of my boys. One of them is, was my boy since, since fourth grade. We just happened to be working together. I, I'm still in contact with him today. And another guy we met at the office, and we were very cool. I've lost contact with him, but I'm sure if I dig a little harder, I can find him. When we were both together at that time, and I turned to them and said, this was Osama bin Laden. He did this without a doubt, 100%. On day one, that's what I said, because I was programmed to say it. They programmed me, like, I mean, lock, stock, and barrel. What they wanted from everyone is what they got from me for sure. I went out there and I spread whatever they wanted me to spread. I believed it. And I didn't turn around for about four years. Well, you're not alone. Go ahead, Tom. You're not alone. I don't feel... uh bad because uh yours truly same i internalized all of that the narrative that was fed to me as a matter of fact the the news story that was on cnn i'll never forget this it's like time kind of stopped for me in some ways going back to uh, september 11 2001 and i remember the day before when i landed in sophia and we were setting up the hotel cnn had run a story about the camera crew that had gotten in with osama bin laden or excuse me this was the other story, the story about the uh, chief of the Northern Alliance that uh, they ran the same story, but the, the chief of the Northern Alliance, they put a fake camera crew in there and they did a suicide bombing. And that was who was going to be the opposition in a uh, post-Taliban Afghanistan. Now, that's kind of one of those little things that you, no one talks about anymore, but that happened the day or so before 9-11. So the leader that would have been not Karzai, but someone else, right, the the enemy to the Taliban. But at the same time, I remember they ran again that story of the, the, this, the idiot reporter that gets in to talk to Osama bin Laden sometime in June 
of 2001, why the whole world's supposedly looking for him, right? And uh, just some reporter gets to go in there and talk to him. And so they're setting you up for, they're setting Mr. Bin Laden up for his close-up, right? He's he's being geared up for you to, to pin this on Al-Qaeda, which, as right. we know now, is a construct of the Central Intelligence Agency. It means the, the database. And it was the Mushahideen fighters from 1979, you know, Tim Osman, the uh, code name for Osama bin Laden. Uh, this all goes back to the Central Intelligence Agency and the, the networks that they set up uh, to fight the Soviets with. But that's only a piece of the puzzle. So there's they dropped all these little things in there, like like you said, like you look, I'm, I was angry. Now, I knew something was wrong, but I didn't have the the skill set and I didn't have the information to formulate what I know now, like we and I can have this hour long conversation and we can really do a deep dive. Plus there's been so much great journalism that's happened over the years. But I remember landing into uh, Kandahar, Afghanistan and we had to corkscrew land because we didn't know what was on the ground there. They could have had the surface to air missiles that we gave them, you know, the Musha Adin, and uh, they could have blown up our aircraft. Well, who knows? We don't know. So uh, we're landing in a corkscrew fashion. You have to turn all the lights off. And I'll never forget, I was I just, uh, just turned 22. And I remember thinking, wait a minute, four planes take off from inside the continental United States, inside our borders, uh, piloted by people that we let in, supposedly, right? And I'm in Afghanistan. And it, it hit me like this weird moment of, uh, of clarity, like this is strange. And then all of a sudden you turn that thought off and you go back to, I'm pissed off. Let's go, you know, let's go destroy the enemy. <laughs> so, but see, you, as a soldier, you, you kind of have to, you, you, you balance the warrior philosopher, warrior poet side of yourself right. and to survive. But now that that's all passed, I look back on myself now and I'm thinking, what an absolute scam and a crime that we sold the American people and right. all of the, you know, all of the loose ends and things that need to be clarified and the people that need to stand trial for this. I mean, we could go on forever, Billy. Absolutely, man. And, and uh, you know, it's mind control. It's literally mind control. If you want an example of mind control, this is it. This is it. You know, you don't have to go dig for the MK Ultra stuff. You don't have to do a hard dive anywhere else. Just take a look at 9-11 and what happened there. Complete and total mind control. I was mind controlled. And I'll tell you this. I was never taken into a lab. I was never freaking, uh, you know, abducted by the government. You know, and they made me see a bunch of uh, butterflies or whatever, whatever the hell else it goes around in, in uh, alternative media circles, man. Like, you get mind controlled right by that television. The television will mind control you. And that's what happened to me. And, and I feel like, uh, in a way, it's, it's what happened to you and, and it's happened to a lot of people. I don't know too many people that knew what the hell was going on, with the exception of Bill Cooper, who called it months, months uh, ahead. I think in July or June or May. I forget when the hell he called it. But it, he knew something was going to go down and that they were going to blame it on bin Laden. I'm sure somebody else knew, not me. You know, and, and not a bunch of other people, but mind control is a very real deal. Listen, Tone, we got a couple of minutes left here. I want to get into some other stuff on the other side, but I want to give you 
uh, time to talk about it. I don't want to rush it. Um, I, I do want uh, everybody listening right now uh, to think about what happened on that day, where they were. Where were you on 9-11? What happened in your mind? What were you thinking? Did you know it was nonsense off the bat? Or, or did you go right along with it? You know, when did you find out? And, and it's just an incredible thing looking back on that day and how our lives have changed drastically as a result of it. And now we look at COVID and here we go again. Here we go again. Tony, do me a favor. Tell all the fine people here at Truth Frequency Radio, the infinite fringe dot podbeam dot com on uh, anywhere you can find me right now to tell them where they can find you. Well, you can find me right here on Truth Frequency Radio uh, every day at 3 p.m. Central Time, 3 to 4. It's the Art of Burn radio transmission, A-R-T. You could call it the Art of War. Uh, we're live every day. And, of course, my podcast, you can find me on uh, iTunes and anywhere podcasts are found. And, of course, my website, arterburn.news. Um, what else, Billy? We've got wisewolfgoldandsilver.com. My wife told me to stop dropping that. And nah, to man, say keep wise... on, keep doing it, keep dropping no, it. No, she told me She told me just do wisewolf.gold because I own that one too, and it redirects to the same. She's like, it's shorter, it's right, better. Right, that makes sense. And I think she's, she's usually way smarter on me on marketing. So, yes, uh, wisewolf.gold. But, no, I've, this is a great show. I mean, we obviously, you know, you're you know, dedicated to the truth, and really digging into things. We do this for the love of the game, yeah. you know, the actual love of the, of the ideas and the wisdom. Um, you know, obviously if, if I can do good by paying my bills uh, through wise wolf, gold and silver, that's great. That helps and helps the show stay on the air. But no, these are, these are the great conversations you don't hear on the mockingbird teleprompter reading uh, press, the mainstream uh, the so-called jokes of journalism. Um, so no, it's just a great conversation. I, I, when we come back from the break, I, I, I want to, and for the first time, I don't think I've ever talked about this on air. There was, there's something about nine 11 that maybe your listeners would find interesting, uh, maybe as interesting as I find it. And maybe it's a way for, to begin thinking about how to study it and look at it from a different perspective. And it's a little bit metaphysical. But maybe when we come back from the break, we can talk about that. Let's let's make sure. Let's make sure we do that when we come back from the break. Hold, keep me honest. You know me. I will go in eight different directions and never come back to what we were supposed to do. So um, there's that. Um, I'm just gonna leave you with this on this side, man. And then uh, next side, we're gonna go to the chat and uh, and we'll keep talking about September 11th. Very important event. What went down that day on so many different levels. It's like peeling an onion, right? But um, the Great Illusion by George Humphreys. That is what did it for me. I found it on prisonplanet.com and I went in there to debunk it. And I thought I was doing a hell of a job until I stumbled onto one thing. And if anybody knows how they can get me in contact with George Humphreys, because I can't find the guy, please let me know because I need to talk to him. And I need to tell him that what he did changed my life forever, forever. 9-11 hijackers alive and well by the BBC. And it was in his documentary and I saw it and I paused the documentary. And I wrote it down and I went to a search engine to look it up because I thought it was nonsense. Like, come on, this can't be true. And then I find it and I click on it and I'm reading it. I'm like, all right, so somebody obviously made up a fake story. 
Like I'm doing mental gymnastics with myself to not believe this. <laughs> and then I go to the yes. BBC uh, um, uh, logo and I click on it because I said, this can't be the real uh, actual BBC site. And when I click on it, it's the BBC. And that's when I knew right then and there that I had a problem and that we all had a problem. And it changed my life forever. I printed it up and I still keep it. I still have it, the article. It's, a, it's in pretty bad shape because it's been, you know, around since 2005 when I found out. But um, I'll never forget it, man. I will never, ever forget it. And uh, we're going to keep going until, until we can't know more. Trying to uh, spread the word about September 11th. I do want to talk about uh, on the other side about how we can be discredited and how the mainstream media is trying to lump this in with a bunch of other stuff, and I'm not really happy about it. Um, but uh, we're going to let Tony have uh, the floor when we get back. My name is Billy Ray Valentine. You can find me at Oba One You Know Me on Twitter. You can find me at Billy Ray 3K over on uh, Instagram. And if you want to send me an email at theinfinitefringe at gmail.com, send it there, and we will talk if you have any uh, guest suggestions that you want or anything of that manner. Just hit me up and I will hit you back. Take it easy, guys. See you back soon. to be free i want to be free it's the reason we do this we want actual freedom we know while most people don't most people think they are free but the best way to keep people in ca captivity is through the brain if you put chains on their minds and they think they're free they will never know that they're slaves therefore they can never be free so as soon as we find out that we're slaves let's uh break out of it and we here we know we know. <laughs> we know what this is, man. This is The Infinite Fringe, live right here on Truth Frequency Radio. My name is Billy Ray Valentine. On a Sunday evening, greetings and blessings to each and every one of you. I am so happy that you are here today. Let me head to the chat. Tone is here with me, Mr. Tony Atterburn. We're going to get to him in just a second. Uh, let, me, uh, let me ease up on rocking in the free world, man. I was just talking to Tone during the break. 
And I was telling him, man, um, I'm like, what do we play? And he's like, let's play Rockin' in the Free World. And I remember, it's another thing I won't forget. There's certain, certain things that just stay in your mind no matter what. And I remember watching the MTV Video Music Awards years and years ago. And I was a huge Pearl Jam fan. And uh, I think uh, they played uh, Animal off of Versus. Either Animal or Go. I think it was Animal. And then they, they stopped for a second and Neil Young came out, plugged in his guitar, and they broke into Rockin' in the Free World. And it was the first time I ever heard that song. And they slowed it down and made it really grunge and really gritty, and it was fantastic. And it was one of the, one of the most um, impressive musical performances I had ever seen in my life. I don't care what anybody else says. I, I dug that forever and ever. So uh, um, that's what put me onto this song. It's fantastic. Tone, give me a second. Let me get to my people here in the chat. Sophia the Bot, what is going on? Bammy, how are you? Greetings and blessings. Where were you? On 9-11, Alan Holman, what is going on? I see that you know your way around this 9-11 thing. Where were you on 9-11? Greetings and blessings to you. Wise Wolf is here. He's sitting with me, and he's about to uh, bless us with some knowledge. What's up, Wise Wolf? Oh, uh, hell yeah, cold bruise. What's going on, buddy? Where were you on 9-11? God bless you, bro. Oh, my God, heal thyself is here. I am so happy. Heal, it's been a long time. Welcome back. I should have played some music for you. I should have played... Uh, Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back, Hill. I'm happy to see you. And so is everybody else here in True Frequency Radio. Liz, the Iron Maiden. What is going on, Liz? How are you? Greetings and blessings. I'm sure you have some stories to tell about what went down on September 11th over on your uh, neck of the woods. And I would be more than happy to hear them. Gemini, how are you? Greetings, blessings, Gemini. What's going on? What happened on 9-11 in your life? What happened? Think about it. Johnny Angel is here. What's up, Johnny? Greetings and blessings to you. I get pizza from Patsy's here in the Bronx. From Patsy's and from, what else? What else? What else? Uh, uh, Emilio's is good. Uh, John and Joe's is pretty good. Pine is good. All these places here in the Bronx, if you're familiar. You asked me last week. I don't know if I got around to you. Where were you on 9-11? What's going on? Dawn's to you, too. What, what an honor to have you here. It's always a blessing to see you. Where were you on 9-11? How do you feel about it? Gam, what's up? What's up, Wolfie? God bless you. Hope you're well. What's up? Where were you on 9-11? Bill 13. I'm sure you have plenty of stories to tell about 9-11. And I want to hear them. Where were you on 9-11? Let's not forget it. Joyful soul. Greetings and blessings to you, joyful soul. You know, e even regardless of what happens. 2020 has been a real shit show. You know, and... um. Throughout our life, we have had some big-ass freaking events that, that would define a generation, and we get several for some reason, but we want to stay joyful throughout them. It's difficult, but it's not impossible, so I try to stick to that. Blessings to you. All of you guys, thank you for joining me here today. September 11th, I will be out over by the World Trade Center site and... Uh, I'll try to talk to some people and, and, and do some things. So if you're around the tri-state area, come join me. We'll do it together. That's the way it needs to be done. Mr. Tony Atterburn is here, and we're doing it together, trying to spread some uh, positive vibes, maybe a little bit of info. Tony, how are you? What's going on? I'm just honored to be here. I'm, I'm on my favorite podcast, favorite radio show. <laughs> you're right. you're something no, else. I mean, I'm. 
No, I am humbled. I mean, I got to host my favorite uh, TV radio daytime show, which oh. is the David Knight Show. Wow. Uh, and I've been doing that since, uh, well, I think my first time to host was in December of 2019. Wonderful people over there at InfoWars. And then I found your podcast. Um, and I, sh I should have known about your show because we're on the same network, but we've talked about this before where I was looking up Bill Cooper shows and uh, on iTunes, I found your podcast, and then I fell in love with the show. This is back in the spring of this year, and I'm listening to I'm, I'm keep I let it play at night in my cabin out in, on my off grid, 20 acres in the Ozarks, you know, and then I just let it play down, and that's how I would get to sleep at night. And then um, you know we get to do shows together now, and we've found we have a lot of common ground. You know, you were playing the uh, uh, rocking in the free world, and I'll never forget. Uh, just about, what, two and a half years ago, I was sitting in a, a motel for on business with my dog, Layla the Labrador, who since passed away. She died in May of this year. And we were, uh, well, on business in East Texas. I can't remember what I was doing. But I pulled up my phone, and I was looking through YouTube, and I found where somebody had made that song into a video with... Um, uh, images juxtaposed between like normal life in America and then what we did in the Middle East. And when they get to the line of, uh, you know, there's another kid that'll uh, never get to be cool, you know, um, yeah. never get to fall in love, never get to be. And it's just the little Iraqi boy crying. And it hit me so hard because they they taken that little piece of the song from the movie that Michael Moore did about George W. Bush, you know, Fahrenheit 9-11. Right. And uh, it was just this, if you can find it on YouTube, it's a really powerful little independent, whatever, somebody melded that together. And that's when I decided I'd been off air for four years at that time. I hadn't done any interviews. Hadn't, I had a radio show in Dallas in 2013-14. And I decided that night I was going to do another show because the, I, I wanted to talk about the, the evil that is behind the military-industrial complex, the evil behind what is a satanic ritual known as our foreign policy <laughs> and what we've done. And not, not that our military is bad, because that's one of my great privileges is serving with I the warrior with class. I agree. I love the warrior class, but we are the people that are in charge of our warrior class and our military are, are Luciferian at, at best. You know, these, yeah. are, these are sick, psychopathic people. You look at the project for the New American Century – uh, just happened to um, say that they needed a Pearl Harbor-style event in September of 2000. We have to have this catalytic. We have to have this thing kick off to make our vision of you know chaos possible. And of course, they got it. You know, you can look at things like Operation Northwoods. You can look throughout the the psychology of the ruling class, and you can find the pieces uh, that the plan that eventually would become 9/11. But just for your listeners, and I don't think I've ever said this on my show, but I read deeply into this, and I haven't always been on this side, by the way. I've, I've always felt that something was wrong. I, I even put it into, like, um, I would think, like, wow, we just allowed these people to waltz into our country. We, we didn't have any checks on, and, and we didn't have any investigation into what they were doing, learning how to fly planes and not land. I always just put it onto uh, the people who are incompetent, um, but you know, all the rest, the things you, all the little things you go through. And it wasn't until 
some years ago that I just said, no, this is this is an inside job on purpose. I, I'm a little late to the game, but when I decide that I'm going to study something, I go deep into it. You know, I've got books by Jim Mars, you know, The Terror Conspiracy, The Trigger by David Icke's great book. I highly recommend that. But one of the things, Billy, that is really not covered so much in there, and if you want to look at the world that we live in today, and it's you, you know, the 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 word uh, conspirituality that uh, uh, Sam Tripoli talks about on the Tenfold Hat podcast, it really is true because the deeper you look into to conspiracy, the more you'll find a, a metaphysical place. Right. So let let's just just real quick, let's go back over two different dates here. September 11th, 1990, was a Tuesday, okay? This is the day that George H.W. Bush went in front of a joint session of Congress and called three times for a new world order. And the new world order was about us going to Iraq, going to the Middle East, uh, retaking Babylon. I mean, if you want to go into these weird, esoteric places, but that's what he was setting up. He was setting up the next 11 years of our life. He goes on a Tuesday, which exactly 11 years to the day, to the minute, his son would be in front of the nation calling for another crusade against freedom. Now, what are the mathematical chances of that? Both Tuesdays, 11 years apart, on September 11th. And I just, when I get people to think about that, you know, because we're, this is after Saddam had invaded Kuwait in 1990. You know, you always say that uh, if you watch the movie The Big Lebowski, he keeps saying this aggression will not stand, man. You know, so yeah. but that's that's where that comes from is that's that same day when he goes in front of uh, Congress and calls for a new world order. You know, it's a big idea. It's a new world order. Now, you fast forward and you have to think about you know Tuesday in Islam. Supposedly Tuesday is the day that. Um, Allah uh, created darkness. And uh, you also look at Tuesday in Islam is meant for a day of blood. Now, it, in my opinion, Islam is, is not a huge part of 9-11. It's, right. only a, it's only an operating system, but it's not what the mainstream wants you to believe. You know, I, I think you look at a, a let it happen on purpose, a lihop. Um, this has happened before in our history. Look at Pearl Harbor. I mean, the, the evidence is overwhelming that FDR knew about Pearl Harbor. George Marshall knew about Pearl Harbor. I mean, everybody, the, all the people in the know knew that the Japanese were going to strike. They didn't know the exact second. Well, it's the same thing with 9-11. I mean, nothing's really new under the sun. But you have, you know, George W. Bush sitting in a, a classroom in Florida. Uh, somebody whispers in his ear, America's under attack. He sits there for seven and a half minutes reading My Pet Goat. And, of course, you and I know that if you live in an age of nuclear weapons, that you have five minutes to uh, launch a retaliatory strike. If you just hear America's under attack with no context, you better get up because you don't know what's coming. It right. could be a nuclear strike. Well, he didn't get up. Wasn't, <laughs> concern, wasn't concerned. Seven and a half minutes and let that pass. So I think there's, there's, something, there's something metaphysical underlying that. And if you know, we, can, we can research the... The PNAC, you know, we can look at the project for the New American Century. You can look at that. You can look at uh, the fact that somehow in the, uh, the, the, the in physics, you know, that jet fuel doesn't melt steel, uh, but it melts steel that day. 
and it all, but it won't melt a passport, you know, that falls down and somebody just happens to pick up and oh, there's a passport and you know, I mean, the the things they expect us to believe. But you you go back and I think to me, I, I'm just I I keep running that through my mind. What are the mathematical chances that you have George H. W. Bush standing up on September 11th, a Tuesday? on 1990, calling for a new world order, about getting to Iraq, and then 11 years to the day, on a Tuesday, to the minute, there's his son talking about our next move in the new world order. I mean, he didn't use that world, he didn't use the words new world order, but that's what, that's what we were going to get. Yeah, man, if, if you're not with us, you're with the terrorist. Correct. You know, I remember, I remember it. I remember all of it, man. And um, man, let me tell you something. You, you started digging down the esoteric line of this, man. And boy, let me tell you, um, when, uh, when I first came across some of that stuff, I, I was already full into the 9-11 truth, quote unquote, right? I, already, I thought I knew everything there was to know. And then I, I stumbled onto William Ramsey. I don't know if you're familiar. Uh, uh, William is, is a, a good researcher, very good presenter. I've had him on the fringe several times he's been on America Unplugged I haven't spoken to him about 9-11 in about two years but um he wrote a book and he did a lot of research on that and um he pointed it to Aleister Crowley and what Aleister Crowley used like uh, like the symbolism of the number 11 and um and the t um the the numbers of the planes that were hijacked and went into into the towers and it's fascinating and there are no coincidences so all that that you laid out it's too much mathematically impossible man like it's just not you can't tell me that that was a coincidence it's not it's not a coincidence whether they planned it or not it's not a coincidence you got to understand that there are powers greater than us in this world powers that we don't understand and i don't mean the humans i mean god you know so Quite frankly, I, I can subscribe to all of that. Uh, William Ramsey, who's another guy? S.K. Bain laid out a hell of an argument. And uh, I've been trying to get in contact with S.K. Bain for, for a while now. He actually hit me back, and then I, I don't know what happened. When I hit him back, it, it never really worked out because uh, the email address that he sent me wasn't good. But I want to get him on the fringe to talk about his book, 9-11 as a Mass Ritual. It was a ritual, and you, and you can make the argument for JFK. Who is the guy? I forget who the guy is that makes uh, the argument for the rich, uh, the uh, the killing of the king for JFK. Um, I know what you're talking about. Of course, you know, Dealey Plaza right. in Dallas is on the 33rd parallel, and so is Baghdad. Insanity, bro. Ins and and this, uh, these, uh, drawing these connections, you know, and we can't ever prove that. We can't ever prove it for a fact that, these, that this is what these people were trying to do on purpose. But it's all laid out there, you know, and you're like, wow, what are what are the odds? What are the odds that these are that these are coincidences? And it, they're simply, in my in my opinion, coincidences don't exist. So all of this was mapped out. There's no coincidence that it, it happened on September 11th, 9-11, the emergency. Right. Right. 9 zero, zero coincidence for me, man. Zero coincidence. And, and then they try to muddy the waters just a little bit. Tone, you know, and I, I want to get into this. We have about five minutes left. 
but they, they try to muddy the waters with the, the no plane theory. And I, and I was open to it. I'd listen to it. Not that I subscribe to it, but I was open to it. But it really doesn't make much sense. You know, um, and then and now I see on CNN, I saw CNN, and they try to wrap this up, 9-11 Truth, with, a, with like a QAnon or like, you know, all that other stuff. <laughs> you know? And uh, I, I, this is why it's a problem, because w- the people that aren't taking us seriously will not take us seriously if we're lumped in with something like this. You know, and it's, it's really important to me to try to get some of this out. And this is something that's credible and that can be proven. Something's up. Something's up. You know, how are some of these 9-11 hijackers alive and well? The FBI still to this day will not confirm the identities of the hijackers because they don't know. Still, so to you know, this, Osama, bin Laden, mm-hmm. Osama bin Laden was never put onto the most wanted list for 9-11. Nope. Nope. You go, go check. Most it. people he don't was, know that. He was number one, the number one most wanted, quote unquote, terrorist uh, in, in the world. And it lists off a ton of stuff. Go find 9-11, man. I'll give you some money if you can find it. Unless they altered it at this point. I want to say what's up to Mark 13 and Chef Eric. Chef Eric, what were you cooking up during 9-11? Go ahead, buddy. Go ahead, Tone. Tell me what you have to say. No, I just think that there's there's so many anomalies. Look at the insider trading. Look, look, I, I took us on an esoteric path because it's a good way to kind of open your mind a little bit. Uh, to to relax that part of yourself that's that says uh, well this could never happen you know uh, that that many people being involved with a conspiracy it doesn't take that many people you just have to fool the operating system long enough like you look at uh, you know we talked about the the esoteric part but then think about real technology like global hawk mm. you know where you can take aircraft and use remote control turn off their their uh, radios and be able to fly them into whatever you want to. Incredible. You know, that, I uh, think look that's how what NORAD happens, stood Tom. down. I, I, that's I, what I believe. Yeah, that's what I subscribe to. You know, I mean, I can't prove it, of course, you know, but if we're going to speculate and that's what we're doing here, I think it was done by remote control. And then you, I, I remember the lone gunman, that series, the spinoff of the X-Files. That's right. You know, and the X-Files, you know, was, was heavily taken off from Bill Cooper. I didn't know that until I that's read right. Pale Horse Rider. Right. And uh, so Bill Cooper was a big influence on the X-Files. And then they spinned it off into this, the Lone Gunman series. It was a pilot. They never, I don't think they ever made it to, to an actual series. But uh, the episode was planes being flown into the World Trade Center via remote control. And this was before the 9-11 attacks took place. Go ahead, buddy. That's right. And there was a lot of clues that the predictive programming, you look at uh, the passport that Neo has in the Matrix, mm-hmm. it expires on September 11th, 2001. Incredible, bro. There's a lot of little things hidden, and that's where you have to you have to look. You have to think a second time. The media is never going to, you know, the Mockingbird uh, press, the teleprompter readers, the hairdos, they're never going to look into this with all of their resources. And, you know, we look at Building 7. The big one. That's, that study that just came out from the University of Alaska Fairbanks last year. And said, look, we studied this for, and I think they have a documentary coming out called, I think, Seven or Building Seven. And uh, I need to watch that, but they, I read the study, and it was, this, is, this had to have been a simultaneous controlled demolition uh, event for it to collapse into its own footprint like this. It doesn't, this doesn't happen from an office fire. Right. 
people don't remember, like, you know, they don't know because they're thinking they just watched the plane hit the towers, but two planes, three buildings fall down. Don't add up, right? It doesn't add up. And then the BBC BBC presenter that was saying, you know, it was in front of World Trade Center 7 and was saying that it was going to collapse. And meanwhile, it's still up behind her. And then it collapses. Like, it's freaking nuts. You know what I mean? Um, I'll be talking to Richard Gage as I normally do around these times. We still haven't set a date. That's my fault, not his. But I'll be talking to him soon. I'm also talking to Mark Gaffney, who wrote two books on 9-11 throughout the uh, the week. And that will be up on theinfinitefringe.podbeam.com or The Infinite Fringe on Apple Podcasts. Listen to him. Um, It's about that time. But I have a, I had a, a, a good time talking to you about this. I wanted to get your perspective on it. And uh, thank you for joining me here on the Infinite Fringe for the 9-11 episode. I can't promise I won't talk about this again next week. <laughs> but uh, hey, heal thyself. Roz Benz is supposed to be on with me next week. Let's see if it happens. Um, but everybody stay blessed. Everybody stay up. Say a prayer for everything that happened that day. It affects all of us. We're a family. We're together on this. And if we're not together, we're going to lose. Wise Wolf, Mr. Tony Adder, but it's a blessing, I want to say, uh, to know you, sir. Say what's up to these people. Say goodbye. Let justice be done, though the heavens fall, my friend. Always right. great to be on with you, Billy. Thanks to everybody on the TFR chat, all the listeners, the Infinite Fringe podcast followers. Love you guys. Uh, tell them tell them one more time where they can find you. Arterburn.news. Uh, TFR, you can go to tfrlive.com, 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. Central Time for the Arterburn radio transmission. And, of course, wisewolf.gold if you are interested in precious metals and want to check out what my business is all about. But I'm, I'm live every day in studio with uh, Charlie the Chocolate Labrador, Charlie <laughs> Brown, and sometimes Beans the Brave. I sent you a picture of uh, the, the, us, uh, the hounds out today in the Ozarks, Billy. <laughs> It was hot today, but uh, we made it back in the studio just in time to to come on your amazing program. Man, thank you for taking the time. I really appreciate it, man. This is the Infinite Fringe, ladies and gentlemen. I I just want to say, William Ramsey, go check him out if you want to know a little bit more about uh, 9-11 and how it may have been a giant ritual. You know, go check that out. Or or S.K. Bain, go check that out as well. Uh, George Humphreys, The Great Illusion. That's what did it for me. Go check that. Um... There's a couple of others. Of course, Loose Change. I want to give a shout out to those people who uh, made a big impact back in the day with, uh, with that film. And a lot of people saw it and it, it changed a lot of minds. My name is Billy Ray Valentine. Thank you, everyone, for joining me here today. I'll see you guys next week, Lord willing. I'll tell you what happens down at the Trade Center when I'm back on air. I'll give you a little bit of what went down. It's going to be all positive. And next year, Lord willing, Next year, I got some plans, and uh, I expect to see, well, you guys can't make it. At least we'll try to get it out virtually, but uh, as many of you that can make it to New York City on 9-11 next year, I got some plans, all right? (laughs) I love you guys. God bless you. It's the Infinite Fringe.